Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We've got about 10 minutes of radio left here for you and I to uh, shoot the breeze. If you want to, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a little bit of insight. Following today's program, producer Amy and I and the rest of the team, we're going to sit down and really finalize our planning for uh, our coverage of Election Day tomorrow, which will take place, uh, as is the case every day, from 1230 until 3 o'clock. It's going to be uh, you and me here just shooting the breeze, talking about life and about how it's <laughs> swimming all around us and how we're trying to navigate uh, the these presidential election times. I could use your help. Is there something that you want to hear covered tomorrow? Is there a guest that you would like to hear booked? Is there a question that you'd like us to dig into and answer for you tomorrow on Election Day? We'll be finalizing our plans uh, in just about 15 minutes from now. So could I ask you this favor? Would you, if you want to weigh in, well, I'll give you associate producer credit on tomorrow's program if your idea makes it through. Send me a text message, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd like to hear what you want to hear. That'll help us uh, put together a, a stronger program. We'll get you involved in that little special way. Five seven five zero zero, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd be honored if you'd participate in the program uh, that way. I'll check the text after the show. Um, as we wrap up the program, I want to talk to you about what may be the new normal. Yeah, Dr. Anthony Fauci participated in a virtual discussion with the University of Melbourne. And he gave a preview of when the U.S. will get back to some kind of normal. And, well, I can't sugarcoat it. Fauci says that we're unlikely to come back to normal before 2022. 2022, Fauci predicts normalcy to be returned to. And if at all, we return to normal. Now, You may have feelings about Dr. Anthony Fauci. We have heard from people on all sides of the aisle have all sorts of attitudes about Dr. Fauci. I'll tell you that uh, I have I have probably spent uh, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of hours uh, listening to Fauci, reading Fauci's writings, trying to get familiar with his background his schooling, the areas where he has been called upon to serve in the past. And and I'm I'm on Team Fauci. All right. In terms of the science. Now, I I think science and policy, uh, those are two different areas. And so I won't comment on any Fauci policy. But in terms of the science, I don't doubt his I don't doubt his expertise and his experience. I can't uh, I can't come up with any motivation that might lead him to want to mislead us. 
And so uh, I listen closely to the things he has to say. Here from that conversation with the University of Melbourne is the timeline as laid out by Dr. Fauci. I think it will be easily by the end of 2021 and perhaps even into the next year before we start having some semblances of normality. And it really depends on what you mean by normal. I mean, if normal means you can get people in the theater without worrying about, if you can get restaurants to open at almost full capacity, if you could have sporting events to be able to be played with spectators, either in the stands or in the arena, then I think that's going to be well, well into 2021 and perhaps beyond. So there you go. That is uh, Fauci's most recent look at a timeline. But now uh, let's go back a little ways and listen in on a conversation he had with the National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins when asked, what will normal actually look like? What we likely will have as the efficacy of the vaccine is shown at the population level, we will have a gradual relaxation of some of the stringent public health measures. Never to be abandoned, I can foresee that even with a really good vaccine, that mask wearing will continue well into the third or fourth quarter of 2021. Then what likely will happen when you talk about normality, there will be a graded gradual progression towards normality. Some examples, I believe restaurants might be able to do indoor at moderate if not full capacity. Theaters will then be able to seat people maybe not initially at full capacity, but working your way to that. Sports events will then have spectators, very likely in graded amounts with regard to capacity. So that ultimately when we get this under control, not only at the domestic, but at the the global level, we will start to approach what we call normal. I don't think Francis that it's gonna be at a level where people are gonna feel like there are no public health measures to be implemented until we get to the end of 2021, at least. That Francis there referenced was Francis Collins. The conversation you just heard, at least half of it from Dr. Fauci there, was during an interview he granted with National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins, defining exactly what normal may look like in the future and when it may come. The uh, the bleakest timeline that he's predicted comes during a conversation he had recently with the University of Melbourne saying that uh, it may be it may be pretty well into 2022 before we are back to some semblance of normal. Now, I like to be more optimistic. I think, and we have seen this, we've seen this demonstrated that during times where we are able to uh, effectively exercise all the all the guidelines and uh, abide by the safety measures that we can that we can beat back this virus to a degree. And I think that as it continues to spread, as it's doing here in the state of Utah, that uh, the unfortunate reality is that folks like you and me will see it creep its way uh, more closely into our own lives. We may see uh, loved ones we have not before seen come down with the coronavirus. We may. We may ourselves come down with it. And I've spoken to a number of people who have had their attitudes changed pretty dramatically after either experiencing the coronavirus on their own or observing someone in their household, in their family, a loved one, grandma or grandpa, to have experienced 
the coronavirus, even those who have lost loved ones. And I can tell you that for the most part, that when you come back from that, your attitude's a little bit different. There's an added level of safety and understanding that goes into your behavior. And I hope, I hope that we are able to somehow collectively, without, you know, without the unfortunate experience of uh, going through a, a COVID scare ourselves, somehow be able to adopt that understanding, the understanding possessed by those who have faced it firsthand. Uh, all right, moving on a little bit here, following the the message from Dr. Fauci here recently, according to Reuters, Fauci thinks the coronavirus vaccine doses will be available to high-risk populations, again, more on the timeline, around late December or early January, and will know about the efficacy of the vaccine within the next few weeks. Of all the viruses that I've dealt with over the decades, I have never seen a situation with such a broad range of manifestations from 40% of the people having no symptoms to the majority of symptomatic people having mild to moderate symptoms to 20 to 25% of people getting so severe disease that you have deaths, the likes of which in the United States, as of last night, there were 225,000 deaths with many more expected as we go into the winter. And yet there are some people, particularly young people who feel if I get infected, the likelihood is that I won't have any symptoms of her. If I do, they'll be very mild. That makes it very difficult to get a uniform, consistent message about seriousness of this. That's the problem. Yeah, it's not an easy conversation to have with the young people in your life. I know. I know. There are a few conversations I have to have from time to time where I'm communicating this very message to folks with that exact attitude. Uh, yeah, I'm tough. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. If I come down with it, so what? I come down with it. The symptoms aren't going to hurt me too bad, and I'll just kind of keep to myself, yeah, okay, I got you. But you know what? Every person who contracts it, that is increasing the likelihood that it will be transmitted to another. Okay, so young people, just come on, please, please, please. (laughs) Go to parties via Zoom. That's cool, right? Anyway, time for me to say goodbye. Uh, Let me remind you that today is uh, one of the last opportunities we have to get our mail-in ballots in the mail. Got to be postmarked here today. Uh, Tomorrow you can drop it off at the ballot box. We're going to have an an incredible program tomorrow. It is our commitment to make sure that you have every bit of up-to-the-minute information so that you can get out and exercise your constitutionally granted right to vote and participate productively in this beautiful experiment we have here, American democracy. It really is that. I know it sounds like trite talk when I say things like that, but it is beautiful. It is unique. It is special. It is what makes this country special. And respecting it, participating in it, and having confidence in it is what will ensure uh, future generations will be able to participate in this beautiful experiment. Uh, quick programming note tomorrow, starting at 5 p.m., KSL News Radio will embark in very intense, very intense election coverage. Uh, now, results. Results? Probably not going to get them all tomorrow night. Probably not going to get them all Wednesday morning. Maybe not even Thursday or Friday. But they will come. Be confident. They'll come. That's it for me. Signing off. Time to step aside and make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he brings you Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. 
I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.